Andrew Tate. Um, he's not as controversial, like not as um. Not many people talk about him today. No, God, please, no, no. People were talking about arrested. In short, my stance on Andrew Tate is, I'm not against him. Mm -hmm. Right? It, 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 it's as straightforward as statement, man. Such a Kareem way to enter this conversation, bro. Because you got to be straightforward and clear. Right. Okay. Size. Okay. And when it comes to morals, how can you just like, let's just look at the broad general idea of being a man, right? It involves being strong, tough, disciplined, and being caring. Okay. Right? I think I th that's what he says. I, how, how are you going to oppose to that? He's going to have a peak point, I feel like, at one point. Like, I get, like, his some of the things he says is agreeable and stuff. And, like, I think really his whole, like, career and everything, like, that's even matters, like, that what people really find attention in is just, like, super, like, you know, controversial, like, out of the blue stuff. Like, he's really saying, like, strong opinions. And the, the second he stops saying that, I feel like he's going to just, like, transcend in his career is just going to die off at one point. Yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah. You can't say, like, souls. It's like, to me, it's just he shows his flashy cars, yeah. his house, all, like, the women, and that gets him attention. <laughs> so then he, he's like, I can say whatever I want. Yeah. And, to an extent, yeah. And, like, he just, he says it in a very extrapolated way, the mm -hmm. point where that makes him famous. Okay. And some, he says things that you don't necessarily agree with the first time, but then he explains himself, and then it starts to make sense. That, yeah, Therefore, the stuff is taking. So if he if he's in a de a debate, right? Mm -hmm. He says something outlandish. So you're automatically like, no, I, I disagree with you. But then he explains himself, and he's actually right. Exactly. So exactly. then he always wins. It's always but, important. Yeah. to Deep dive into anything, just in general, just like yeah. seeking knowledge in general. Yeah. Um. But the, th the question is, is his jailing or being in prison is that justified? Yes or no? We don't know. Yeah, I heard it was. I heard it's completely false. I mean, honestly, I only believe anything about Andrew Tate, whatever like the media would tell me. And I heard it was like we don't completely believe. false. I don't. I don't. I don't believe. We don't know. You might say you don't know. Well, I genuinely think that it's been put against him, and he's these allegations are false. In fact, um, they they came up with him with a list of all the girls that claimed to be have been assaulted by him or whatever. And I think like four or five of them actually came out publicly and said that that's a lie, and they never went against and him. And who, who proved that to be true? The girls themselves. And how do we know those are the girls who made those allegations? They were paid off. <laughs> literally, you, you never we, know. We don't know. I mean, yeah, you, you could just know. search up their really the name, the names. I'm pretty sure you can just search up the names, and the names of the girls are the same girls that are actually. We don't know. Man. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Besides, he kind of cinched on himself a couple of times. He said himself, I scam people using cam girls. He said that himself. Yeah, on on so, that perspective, I, I completely so like, I'm against you know. Yeah. yeah, I've heard a lot of things about his businesses. Like, yeah, really snitched. Yeah, most of his money. And when he talked shit about Romania, he got locked up. Now what is he going to do? So, like, you can't talk shit about a country. The country actually doing something about it and now playing the victim. Like like you said, oh, there's so much corruption. Well, guess what, bro? Look at the corruption. And now he's disruptive. Yeah. yeah. He said a job. So. There's no there's no justice in Armenia. Yeah. So yeah. All right. I need to say something before we move any further. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. My drive here was absolutely horrible. Let me tell you. There's these Drake presale tickets, right? Drake presale tickets supposed to launch at twelve o'clock. I'm leaving my house at eleven forty five. Fifteen minutes in the drive in this queue. 
You get 2,000, as soon as the queue ends, I have 2,000 people waiting. I'm driving, directions pulled up, Drake concert tickets pulled up. Right when it drops, it's supposed to be $70. I'm driving the most dangerous way possible, let me tell you. And right when they drop, $400 per ticket, bro. I left so Yes, I'm so serious. No way. $70. There's 2,000 people in front of me in the line. And I was waiting 30 minutes before. It's crazy. God. Literally, that's you impossible. We so see a, a zesty man. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 21, too. Yeah, so. Oh, the concert. With 21. Yeah. And, and, okay, then. And where is this concert? Uh, State Farm Arena. Oh, it's here in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, it is in Atlanta. Wait, how much did you say the tickets were? They literally jumped up. So, like, it started at 70, like, probably, like, the worst nosebleed seats. Mm -hmm. And then, by the time I got to it, there was, like, because I need to get three, like, relatively close to each other. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to, like, uh, my girlfriend and my brother. And so, for three seats, it was showing $200. And then, right when you go to buy it, it's, like, somebody else beat you to it. And then it's, like... Uh jumps up to like $400 and there's like no other seats per person or yeah per person it's crazy it's crazy like I, I wouldn't even want to check right now <laughs> yeah I swiped out on a scale from 1 to 10 how big of a Drake fan are you okay there's a thing about Drake he can make all types of music but I love like how hype his music can get like Drake is like such a good person to listen to in the gym sometimes like that's as I had Bro, you guys. Bro, scale one. All Drake, all Drake. Let's just one. Did you, did you see that music video? It was um of Drake in the gym. And he was just like doing some like dances. I, I, I remember like Taylor Swift was in it as well. It was, like, it was a weird gym video. And Drake was just being weird like he always did. He's weird, bro. Yeah. Drake's the type of guy to. But he is the type of guy that he's pretty consistent. He's been, I'd say, his last few albums were kind of like tapering off. I should say that, but his his old releases were definitely like up the bar. I feel like a lot of people like them. I'm not saying I'm a crazy Drake fan. You asked, I'd probably say I'm about like a seven, but I'm I'm saying he's pretty consistent with a lot of his music. Like even his bad albums still get a lot of listens. Okay, so that brings up the question, Drake or Kanye? So I'll say Drake, bro. Well, there's two ways to look at it. There are many ways to look at it. Definitely two ways to look at it. Let's say Kanye pre, you know, all that shit. To be fair, though, in all reason with logic, the music didn't change. True. Kanye. No, I'm not talking about Kanye's music. I'm talking about Kanye no. as himself. As a, yeah, oh, okay. him being bad. That's a completely different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like Kanye before all that. Oh, all yeah. yeah. So what is all that? <laughs> like the anti-Semitism. Yeah, yeah. A lot more to go with that too. <laughs> so I just said anti-Semitism. We can spend. Kanye has his moments, man. Kanye has his moments. I'm not drinking Kanye. Mm -hmm. For the music, like rest its case, Kanye makes bangers, man. It does. I don't know. I was so sad though. And they played him at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They played Kanye um, "All the Lights." I'm pretty sure uh, at the Super Bowl, but they cut out his um, verse. It was just Rihanna. And Rihanna. That's how you pronounce her name. Really? Yeah. Rihanna. I've never heard anyone say. I've never heard. I've never heard Rihanna. Yeah. I'm lucky on that one. That's. I've always heard Rihanna. 
It's crazy how she doesn't correct anybody because a lot of times when you mispronounce someone's name, they naturally want to correct you. But everybody pronounces Rihanna's name as Ri Rihanna instead of Rihanna, but she never corrects anybody. Wait, where'd you hear that? Like said in, in general, like people like to have but, their name pronounced correctly. No, I mean, like, where'd you hear like her name being Rihanna? Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna. she said it a long time ago. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's a clip out there of her saying that her name is pronounced Rihanna. And um, General Ortega at the nation awards ceremony pronounced her name Rihanna. Hey. Yeah, I've never seen it ever pronounced that way. Hey, hey, hey. Rihanna. Ah. Okay, that's Google Translate, but yeah, you, okay, that you choose how you want your name to be pronounced. Okay, Rihanna went on record in 2010 to clarify that her name is actually pronounced Rihanna, and not Rihanna. Yeah, there it is. I told you so. Yeah, yeah, there it is. But she doesn't correct anyone. Rihanna doesn't sound. Right. Yeah, it doesn't. It is. Let's like just gonna say much better. When you're that famous and you have your name really like pronounced in one way, it's like yeah, it's like like. If somebody said Rihanna, you like you would assume that you're talking about somebody else almost because mm -hmm. Rihanna is just so well like established mm -hmm. at that point. So I don't think she'd be. Yeah, no. Try so to. you you said Kanye instead of Drake, right? Yeah, music wise. It okay. Yeah, music wise, definitely. Yeah, music wise. Yeah, music wise. Music wise. Yeah. Dang, what's happening to Kanye right? I know. I know. Seriously, nobody was on him. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, his deal with Adidas is not going to go away for very long. It's going to come back. Yeah. Because yeah. they're losing a ton of money. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, that'd be good. $2 million a year are about to go away if they really take away. Yeah, Adidas had to choose between either burning all of their stock, mm. giving away all of their stock, or just repartnering with Kanye. Yeah. And I think they're going to just repartner with Kanye. They can't. Because if they, if they burn all those shoes on all that clothing, the amount of pollution is crazy. And, of course, they'd be... Yeah, pollution. That is pollution. It's, it's, it's the money. They're doing it for the money. They're doing it. If you're burning the they don't shoes, of course they don't care about pollution. Yeah, yeah. But they can't. It's a billion dollar company. Yeah, but they can't. If Adidas goes and mm -hmm. burns all the shoes. I think they would burn them. Well, of course they won't because they don't want to have everybody coming at them saying, wait, why'd you burn the shoes? Look at all the smoke. Especially burning plastic and rubber. Do you know how bad that smells and how bad that is for the atmosphere? Yeah. So, yeah, they probably don't care, of course. But the issue is they do care about their company and of course they're going to Get yeah. a lot of hate and allegations, and I you did this like Adidas, and they want to lose that their reputation. Yeah, I mean Kanye's been associated with pretty much everything now. Pretty much negative allegation at this point has Miss Kanye has made. Uh, this is kind of old news now, though. Kanye yeah. and Andrew Tate. The, this is old news. It is old news. Now we're uh, we're with chess, Russia. Um, what else is going on? The best. Banks collapsed. Oh, yeah. SVB collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. What is the cause of it? I still can't break that. So down. what happened was the bank, they were just lending to a bunch of startup companies without much return on investment. So they were just giving away free. Oh. Okay. And then it just all went to shit. Yeah. So then there was rumors that it was going to collapse. So then investors started uninvesting in the bank. And then. Yeah. It's just like they kept giving away money but they weren't getting much money back okay and then that just yeah everything went to shit and then now all regional banks are being looked at in a funny way because this is what exactly what happened in 2008 is a bunch of banks were giving yeah. money to a bunch of people mm -hmm. and then the housing collapse happened and now no one has jobs and then when people were taking their money out yeah 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 exactly 
So yeah, you'd think in today's era we'd be past a problem like this, but yeah, yeah. it's only gonna start happening. Honestly, it's it's gonna happen. Like, it's oh, just one. It won't be as, as bad as 2008, I don't think. But there's gonna be a recession. There's always a recession. And then, what if it reaches to a point where the banks, over time, they get eliminated in a sense where only there's a few banks left in the United States? That'd be pretty bad. Why would it be bad? Because they can just monopolize on everything. Big banks are usually scams, in my opinion. Like, all the fees and all the stuff that they take away from you. Like, even though if it's, like, $5 per transaction, that's a lot of money that they're taking away from you. So it's just, like, money, 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 money. The big issue with banks is interest. 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 Yeah. Another word for it is usury. Mm-hmm. All right? No, no, no. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. You have a guy. Let me just, like, break it down. Okay. Why interest is bad. Okay. In short, it makes the rich richer and the poor poor. Okay. Let's say you have a guy, he wants to buy a car or any, any product A, for example. He doesn't have enough money for, money for it. <laughs> money. Uh, he doesn't have enough money for it. So then the company tells him, hey, no problem. Pay for over time, but we'll charge you a little bit more. So then comes, oh, he's paying a little bit over time. But here's the thing if you're not responsible, which a lot of people are not responsible, they end up into crippling debt. Yeah, right. And when they're trying to pay off their debt, it takes time. And the more time that you're taking, the more interest you're paying. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting more in debt, and the person you're paying the interest, mm-hmm. these banks are getting richer. Right. Yeah. So in that sense, interest is... Yeah, of course. Yeah, just, yeah I mean, bad. the only point of interest is to say, like, if you're not being diligent, you're going to end up paying more. Because if you can actually afford the car, let's say. Let's say it's like a base model Honda Civic, mm-hmm. right? And let's say I make a good amount of money, then I can finance it, right? But then I can do like a short, pe- like like a shorter period of to pay less interest. Yeah, and then each month I pay in full. But then you if I pay it in full, I pay less interest in general. That's true, but you have to take into consideration a car is a necessity that every person needs. So every person outside of like a major city, let's say. Like, if you live in New York, you're going you realistically, to but there's still, I mean, you have still, it, it is a Jefferson fundamental, yeah, yeah, it's a fundamental and a priority to yeah. have in many people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, to say that, oh, well, well, if you're making money and you're responsible, then you can pay off the car and you pay very little interest, so you're perfectly fine. Well, that's a, that's a one, one case and exception. Yeah. 90% of people are not in a comfortable living situation, yeah, and they are struggling to make money and then mm. while they're making money they have to pay out more money because of this interest right yeah. so it's the idea and the it's i mean interest it, it all comes down yeah. to spending habits yeah and honestly the only way for a bank to actually be in places for the bank to make money yeah that's, that's the only way you money. can put interest. the only the only way you can put money in a bank is if the bank is making money off of you yeah yeah like if you put money in there like like let's say it's a savings account then they give you interest means they're paying you a certain amount of money because you are giving them money to lend to other people. Yeah, but this problem has really been there for like so long. Like the problem with like inflation on interest rates has literally been there. But I think the problem today is that it's literally increasing like crazy. Like, yeah, interest now compared to back then is significantly more. Literally, it's like only 1%, 2% interest. Now it goes up to 15. It's almost tripled in the past two years. And and of course, they're going to increase interest rates right now because of inflation. Because they need to actually cut prices down. Because what happens is when you increase interest rates, the the bond rates get higher. And because the bond rates get higher, the stock prices go lower. 
And when stock prices go lower, that means things are cheaper now. Because when, when prices keep going up and keep getting inflated, things get more expensive in general, right? So you have to kind of, so when you increase interest rates, you decrease price ranges. So that's why, like, if you were to compare the price of eggs right now to the price of eggs, like maybe a couple months ago, they'll be slightly cheaper because interest rates are increasing. But if you compare the price of eggs now to the price of eggs a couple years ago. Of course it'll be higher. Exactly. Because of inflation. Because of inflation. Significantly, yeah. And but like if you really look at it like over time when you're increasing interest and you're increasing the price of stuff, even though you're maybe decreasing the price of mm-hmm. a product by a little bit because you're paying more interest or whatever in that sense, you're still paying more money. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the sense of interest plus the price of the good. So in that sense, that's what I'm trying to say that interest is a corrupt system. That's yeah. How should we get rid of interest? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, all right, we get rid of interest. What happens to the <laughs> There are plenty of countries that are successful. Um, Saudi Arabia and Dubai, no interest. No taxes, in fact. Why? Do you uh, think they can afford that? Um, oil. That's true. And the United States. And who gets all the money from the oil? The government. Okay. Now, who else, who else has oil? The United States does not have oil, but who do they get their oil from? Saudi Arabia. <laughs> That's what we came to And they steal oil from other countries as well. <laughs> but, like, it's not just that. It's not just because they have oil, they're capable of um, running a successful economy. Um, yes, of course, it's a significant factor in helping it. But it's not just Saudi Arabia that just runs no interest and is a successful economy. Yeah. There are other countries throughout the Middle East that do no interest, as it's a religious thing. And Arabic is called riba. And basically, it's um, it's a sin. Interest is just long mm-hmm. because uh, it's in it and in itself, it's corrupt. And in fact, it, how is it a sin? Um, because as I explained, it makes the rich richer, the poor poorer. Let me give you an example. Uh, let's look at the grand scheme of things in country-wise. Let's say you have a, two countries that uh, one country is like struggling economically, mm-hmm. asks help for another country, says, "Hey, let me borrow a couple." million hundred million dollars and the country other countries would charge you interest upon that yeah so at the same time like you need a lot more money than 20 million or 30 million to build up a country and i'm pretty sure there have been contracts in history where countries borrowed money from other countries at certain interest rates and they weren't able to build their economy with that money yeah and they ended up having to pay interest yeah but they can't pay the interest back because they're hungry but that's now you have a country where not only is the government falling down, but the society's falling. But down. you can't you give money saying? away for free. That's what I'm saying. That's a, that type of capital, when, yeah. especially when you're talking about at like yeah. the national level and like at the global level. That type of like capital is not just readily available. There has to be some risk associated. Like imagine you're, we're in the United States, mm-hmm. and let's say some poor country asks for a hundred, let's say like two billion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. The United States government is not. And just give away the money yeah, because yeah. what'll happen? They need to make that money back, so they just get to tax all of us. That's true. So they need to charge interest on the other company, uh, not the company, the country, so then they can start earning that money back. Plus, they, the U.S. wants to make some form of profit from that, so they're going to charge a little bit of interest, right? So it's a return on investment. That's what banks do. To so money. you have to make money. the solution. I would I wouldn't say that you need to completely get rid of like interest as a whole because like even like like big mike said like that type of capital like isn't just readily available so like i think there needs to be more regulation like people need to be more educated because we already talked about overspending and really it's like 
it's all it comes down to. There's a lower class who um, is not like entirely educated on how to spend their money, how to budget, and how to finance. Yeah, their own. Well, just, yeah, I'm just looking at it in that perspective. Yeah, there's a lower class who are not educated, don't know how to spend their money, and if they don't know how to deal with interest, that's gonna even make their lives. Oh yeah, it's gonna make them. Yeah, you can yeah, it's happening right now. Yeah, you could even say it's like a at this point like a government problem to like take further initiation for like you know that first generation that's coming in. Like, I don't that, have to educate. Yeah, they don't. They don't want to because it's long. So you have to do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's only gonna benefit the banks, which is gonna only yeah. benefit the government. How the governments work. Yeah, it's how everybody works. Yeah, it's only gonna it's only gonna benefit the government at the end of the day. So, but I feel like it all comes down to like educating that lower class. Yes. Yeah. But you always have to have a low class. You can't have everybody's rich. Yeah, if everyone's rich, no one's rich. Yeah, that's true. Everything in life that has value is rare. Mm -hmm. So anything that comes easy is not valuable. Right. And in that sense, you can't have everybody's rich and you have to have some poor people. But the thing is, even though if you do have some poor people, don't take advantage of them. Mm. And that's when interest comes in as just taking advantage of them in, in that sense. Like, I'm no economist or financial advisor. Yeah. But there is definitely a sense of usury in a taking advantage of when it comes to poor people and their lack of knowledge into just keeping them poor mm -hmm. and the poor people that become rich or become more successful they fought that inner system of the lower class and they sought after knowledge mm -hmm. to get out of that like okay. not not a lot of poor people can do that so right. they're always gonna have poor people so the issue is not poor people but taking advantage of them right and so you mentioned that the Saudi Arabian economy um, implements like religion as well. Would you think that that's a beneficial way to help solve this problem? Well, by definition, religion is a way of life. Um, whatever religion you look at, uh, Christianity, the mm -hmm. definition is a follower of Christ. You follow right. in the way the Christ of his life. And Islam, it's you live your life by the way the, the prophets lived and as go with other religions. So in that sense, yes. Yeah, for, uh, for a country to be followed and structured based on religion on it, but I definitely do think that religion should play a factor in I mean, what builds a country. In fact, this nation, every single dollar bill that you have, in God we trust, trust. this nation was built on religion, religion, Christianity. But then there was a point of separation between church and state. So it should, I, yeah. I think it would never work in a U.S. economy, and that's why yeah. it's not ever going to be that way here. But in predominantly, like... In countries that believe in like one religion predominantly, like Saudi Arabia, then like it would definitely like play a part in helping regulate like any type of usury in a way. But like we talked about, maybe not entirely in the way that they do is uh, completely like agreeable, but um, it's possible to use it to like a benefit, you know. You have to separate church and state in the sense that some people are going to come and be like, Oh well, my religion says this, and it may be completely immoral or something invalid, and or they made up their own religion. Right. Because you have the freedom of religion, so then it comes like, oh, now we have to separate that because if not, everybody's going to follow the same religion. Then you're going to have some people say something that goes completely against it. But the idea of religion is, like I said, the way of life, and morals are involved, right? Mm. So now when you have somebody coming with a different religion saying, oh well, my morals say this, oh I'm perfectly allowed to commit this crime then that you need to make some boundaries there and that's why there was separation of church and state 
But if you have a fundamental agreement, that's uh, all Abrahamic religions, uh, Christianity, Judaism, yeah. Islam, they all agree upon the fundamental morals of don't steal, don't rob, and like be kind. And, yeah. And in that sense, yes, a, a, a country, if they follow those basic rules, everybody should follow that. And that's when you're not really separating church and state because that is like the politics behind it is rooted based on religion. What, what, who, who, or what tells you don't steal and to be kind mm -hmm. or uh, don't do bad things is it's your scriptures. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, in a way, church and state aren't entirely separated because our laws were built upon religion. Yeah. And in a way, they are separated because you can't have somebody with a made-up religion say, yeah. this is my religion, and go against the state. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> this center of nuance is just covered up here. Yeah. So it's next. I think, I do think that, I do agree with you that they, there has to be some element of, like, religion in a society, at least somewhat, because... If you look at all totalitarian states, they always took away religion. And the purpose of that was to say, God didn't tell you to do this. I'm telling you to do this. Mm -hmm. Right? So now you're incentivizing that the government is the God. So if which I were, is... yeah, which is so like, when I see so many people try to like completely get rid of God in a country, I'm kind of skeptical about that. That is very skeptical. I'm very skeptical. It's just making the government like, all powerful if you're yeah. making it like the only power that you have to be enforced by and yeah. that's not necessarily like the way to govern at all very quick pretty much like and even in a, a general sense religion should promote and it does promote goodness yeah. right and if your religion doesn't promote goodness then that's a red flag that is a red flag that is a red flag so the idea at least the concept of religion should be rooted throughout people's lives because it initiates and promotes goodness in that sense mm -hmm. so to completely ignore it that's like well hey this is a good thing in the sense that it makes you peaceful mm -hmm. or it, it makes you do good things or it tells you yeah, to do yeah. good things no religion is going to go out there and tell you do bad things because then that's just a is that really a religion yeah. Point? yeah um so yeah that's what countries should definitely should i think and as a human race we just can't get rid of religion we can't I think like no matter the time no matter what we will always worship something we will, or we will always worship yeah. either God, a value system, a goal we have in mind, anything. There's all, we will always worship something. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. So, like, yeah. It's all about Every time your atheists say, like, oh, I, I already have morals. I don't need God. You have God. You have morals because of God. Like, it's... <laughs> exactly. It's... Exactly. Uh, yeah. But whatever God you believe in... And atheists, in a sense, they... In a sense, they worship themselves. Could you say that? Where they worship the materials of their life? Um, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase that. I saw this um video. It was talking. To, it was just a debate between uh, a religious a religious person and an atheist. Mm. And an atheist was like, "I control my life. I decide the way I think I want to do. What, yeah, there's yeah. this God telling me what to do, and no, I choose when I want to do whenever I want to do it." And the religious guy was like, "Okay, well, do you choose when you die?" So then atheist paused, like. Uh, not really. No, I don't. You don't choose when you die, and in that sense, there's always some form of a higher power in control. So that that makes sense in a way, but can be countered. There's there's always unexplained science that you can ask any atheist, and they're probably just gonna leave it to that reason that it's just unexplained science. Mm -hmm. 
And that's really just out of your control because there's always like your your health problems, right, that come in the way. And they'll probably just use that as reasoning. But for like for any um average like sorry for any atheist that um for the average <laughs> average <laughs> atheist or well I, I was saying that for any like um parents any parents that just are not too strict about their religion but believe in um a certain religion and then they have yeah. kids who are, end up atheist and then they have those morals that are carried on but they decide that they want to that yeah. they're atheist right they have uh, a realization i would say so mm-hmm. but like it's like do those morals really go away? Like, you know, they, they have to influence you in a certain way. I just feel like there's some things that your parents like have influenced you since you were such a like, right. Since you're a toddler, pretty much. Like yeah. if you were to see this through less of a religious perspective and more of a historical perspective, uh-huh. I always wonder where did like religion actually come from? Like how did people come up with a value system? I think it's a, it's a natural human nature to question right uh to question in a sense where who created the universe and you have everything in life is in a way dependent nothing is really truly independent right like for you to come into existence you were dependent on your parents which are dependent on something else which depend on something else um the earth is dependent on the sun the sun is dependent on its, its system around it then you have the galaxy then you have the universe it's all a perfect system put together so it brings the question who controls the system, who built the system. And no matter what religion you believe in, uh, a higher power would be probably the best word mm. to put it in short. It's a human nature just to generally believe, oh, there has to be a higher power that's controlling everything and has a certain order. What is this order? And that brings up the question. And then you can get more dive into the religions. Okay, now, which, how did God send this messenger, this prophet, and what did this person say, and how should we yeah. live our lives? And Look how deep this conversation. Yeah, I know. Okay, I think I think we should, I think we should uh, move on so we can get to talk about some more stuff. What do you guys think? Um, hey, you, all right, all right. You segued it. So. <laughs> all right, I think I think, um, the rise of chess. I think we should talk about that. Chess is just randomly just popped up out of nowhere. And you know, it was Andrew Tate. Come on, up. Guys, come on. I, I don't know. If I, I think it's Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. Ain't <laughs> We were back to Andrew Tate. It all comes. It all uh, Chess.com, when, when this rise of chess just boomed out of nowhere, but Chess.com put out a post because they were crashing. Their server was crashing like practically every other hour. Mm. And you just couldn't play chess. And they put out an article saying the reasons why they think that chess has gone such a boom. And for every single reason, none of them mentioned Andrew Tate. And I just think because they didn't yeah, have that on their yeah. profile feed. Uh, this was during the time of the World Cup. And um, there was a post that was released by, I think it was Louis Vuitton or Louis Vuitton. I had to say that with the French accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, chess chess board. You, have you seen that picture? Yeah. I don't think so. There's a picture of Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi playing a game of chess. And the idea is it was just like an ad for, I think, for a designer brand. Yeah. And what was actually fascinating about that picture is the game that was on the board was played by two grandmasters, uh, Hikaru and Magnus Carlsen, world champion. And the game ended in a draw. So they were just trying to impl- mm-hmm. uh, show that Messi and Ronaldo are actually equal. And they're not, no one's better than the other because the game that was on the board. And this came before the World Cup? 
this is before the white guy. That's interesting. Yeah, but clearly Messi's better. Right. Well, well, we can agree on that. We can agree, right? Right. 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 <laughs> he hesitated. I'm not. No. Okay. Listen. They both have their accomplishments. Let's just say that. But of course, Messi has more. more. Messi has more titles, so I guess yeah. you can give him the yeah. And he won the World Cup. Right. So, yeah. You know. Cool. But chess is definitely a... Uh, I started playing chess when I was... I was introduced to the game of chess when I was like six. Mm. Played it and dropped it for the next six, seven years of my life. <laughs> but it's a really interesting game. And it really... In a way, you could apply it a lot of ways in life. Philosophically. Oh, my. No joke. Philosophically. Oh, my God. What, the pods? No, 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 no. Let's hear Let's hear it. Let's hear the explanation here. Very simple. This is about to be beautiful right here. Let's hear it. At this point, just wear sunglasses, shave your hair. I genuinely don't think what I'm about to say is disagreeable. Okay. Two sides. The black pieces and the white pieces. And... Each move that you do has to be precisely calculated with reason and you're playing against an opponent in a sense where you are your own pieces and whatever your opponent is, is any obstacle you have in life. And every piece that you move needs to be calculated with accuracy and you need to know what you're doing to be able to win in a sense that any little mistake that you make, you can lose. And there is a saying that... uh, any chess claim, chess game played perfectly is a draw. Mm. But um, yeah, just the idea of always winning, right? You want to lose, great. You, yeah, you need to now. you need to lose to succeed, right? Yeah. So of course you're gonna lose some chess game. I'm not saying that you're. I'm not saying that chess is gonna make you succeed in life. I'm just saying the way chess works can be related with life. So how is that disagreeable? It's not disagreeable. It's a great analogy. Big Mike, you see, there's, you see, Big Mike knows. Big okay. Mike knows. You can make an analogy for literally anything. You can make an analogy for everything. Yeah, like I was, I could make the same thing about golf. How is golf related to light? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Golf is a, it's your own game. It's your own mental game right here. You have a golf ball, and then, all right, listen, it's really tough to get into golf, right? You can beat yourself up about it every shot. I mean, ask me. Ask looking at what else I got from the team. <laughs> What's your story? Give me your golf. Let me tell you. Let me tell you my story. All right. Two years ago, um, uh, my dad brought me out to golf. Right. And this game is literally like in my head. It was literally the most boring game you could probably get into. Golf is like literally an old man sport. Like they say, snaps whenever you get it. Yeah. Just literally, like I feel like it just would never. I would never play golf my entire life. Yeah. And then my dad had been playing like his whole life and he stopped after he had like a heart surgery. So he stopped and then he wanted me to pick it up just because like I wasn't doing anything at the time. And so when I did like first four or five months, like I had a lesson like a month and it was just horrible. Like I, I did bad. I didn't enjoy it at all. And it was all until I watched the Tiger Woods documentary. <laughs> Let me tell you. Tiger Woods quickly became my greatest idol of all time. Mm. And that's what, like, that documentary, it just shows you so much about grit and determination. And that's literally, that's literally all, like, I could think of after I watched it. And from there, it just took off. Got cut once from the team. Got cut twice. But that's not stopping me. Still grinding. Yeah, and that's how you relate to life. 
Yeah, right, and determination. Your own game. You can only improve your own game. Can't beat yourself up on it too much. It's like it's a great sport once you get into it. I guess. So are, are you still as skeptical? I, I need I need to hear I need to hear like more on the chess thing. Chess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear more on that. Okay, but for me to for me to clarify and add more on the chess thing, I need to understand where you're coming from as to how you disagree. Or how let's agree. What does it make sense? What doesn't make sense? How moving pieces on a board relates to life. Okay. If you look at it that blindly, okay, of course moving pieces on a board is not going to relate to life. I would not take that big crack. <laughs> of course, if you just take wooden pieces and just move it, it's not gonna make a difference. Right? But it's it's the concept of thinking what's the best move. In life, you have to think what's the best decision. Right. That's the correlation. And okay, just like how you think what's the best move in chess, you can think what's the best move in life. And any yeah. mistake that you can make, you can fall down in life. Just like you can fall down in chess. It, it's, it, there's so many more analogies with the king, the queen, the pawns, the rooks, the, uh, all the pieces. That you... King and queen. Let's hear it. King and queen. Okay. Let's move on. King and queen. Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually do have a stance of king and queen, but it's, it's, I don't, it's controversial in the Western world. But... He's not in the Western world. Okay, yeah. Um, to keep it straightforward and simple, the king, undoubtedly the most valuable piece. It's it's not a debate. You lose the king, you lose the game. Yeah. Right? Then you have the queen, the strongest piece. Yes. You lose the queen, you significantly increase the chance of losing the game. To summarize it, having both is very important. Right? Okay. And that, that is like from, oh, well, of course you need to have both. Right, but then then you have some people saying, uh, "Oh no, like you can have one piece by itself and you're perfectly fine." In the sense that, let's look at monarchies when you have kings and queens. It's basically a wife and a husband, right? You need the strongest. Hey, don't nod your head, bro. Okay, this in chess is different though, because you need your king, and if you don't have your king, then you don't have. You're not playing chess. Like you lost, basically. Yeah, but a king can always get another queen the next game, and. <laughs> Okay, the point the point is the is if you have if you only have the king, you need a queen. A queen's very important. Right? Yeah. I'm not I'm not denying the importance of a queen, just like how like in this sense, let's say a king is an actual king in real life. Yeah. A male, and then a queen is a, a female. Yeah. Let's look at it in that perspective. Okay. You need both. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And some people you have like radical uh radical left people, they say, Oh no, like Women can be entirely on their own. They don't need anything in life, and like men don't need to exist. Like that's yeah. that's radical left. And in a sense, like no, it's like a chessboard. You can relate it. A king is a male, and a queen is a female. You need both to have the strongest position yeah. and the strong set. But then you have some people say like, and getting into arguments and debates of people who think that men shouldn't exist, or even women that should. It, that's not even a debate. It's not a debate. It's not. Some people try to make it a debate. It's it's, it's it's annoying. That's why I was saying it's controversial in the West because you have the radical left and then the radical right, right which is just that you really don't want to look at it in any one direction. Yeah, you need both. Yeah, you need both. And I, I, I'm not trying to sit with somebody and have an argument why you don't. Like, I got the first analogy. The, the, the king and queen on the king and queen is a little rocky. It's like. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, obviously we need both men and women because that's the only way we survive at the rate. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's... wait, it's men and women being existing. <laughs> like, you need both to survive. Like, if we don't have both a man and a woman, there's no 
babies they're from no population okay, but then get more technical with it the queen is the most powerful beast yeah right and the king is low-key weak he can yeah. only move one square yeah but the king is so valuable and is so protected when he has a queen you get what i mean okay so if you don't have a queen your king is he's gonna fall and the point that i'm trying to make is every man needs a woman because if uh, in the end like uh personally i believe that you people should you should get married just in general yeah may have a family yeah, you know right um it, for a man to die alone like that's just sad yeah and for a woman to die alone that's just sad yeah so and for a man to be at his peak is when he has a woman by his side in that sense a straight guy i don't i don't believe in like you say you say peak but i don't i don't believe in peaking there's always room for there's always room for improvement a man to be I've 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 heard something about that recently. Oh, a hype. Yeah, that is a hype. I heard something about that. I I heard that at like it was like 30 years old or something. I was just scrolling through like Instagram reels and I saw at 30 years old, like around that age, a man peaks like financially, like socially with a that family. would be pretty. And I was like, that would be horrible, right? 30. <laughs> like his looks, down here, his man. looks, and I was like, I hope that never happens. I mean, I'm all, you can always grow and strive. I mean. Dude, might be easier to say peak financial investment like 30 with math. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen when you get older. Yeah. Yeah, that's this. These games are addicting, man. Like chess, like I so far. Mother game. Chess and golf go hand in hand. Yes. Exactly. Okay, well. Big Mike, do you have any experience with chess? I remember playing some games at a learning center I was at way back in the day. Like I was in late elementary school, early middle school, and I would play with one of the teachers. Okay. Yeah. And and how was that? Like, do you have any like it was specific it was, memories? It was pretty fun. Like, I beat her a couple times, but like most of the times I lost. But like, yeah, it's it's fun. But especially when you get to the theory of it, it's it's theory. a lot more. Yeah, chess theory. <laughs> God, tell My about God, it. bro, tell me about he's, it. He's deep in the chess ecosystem, right? Here. From beginner to advance, mm. Chester is within the whole thing. It just in general was the best move to do because like there's over a tens of the power of 120 games for possible chess. Apparently that's more than the amount of sand grains that there are on earth. Possible games of chess. Did you get that straight? There's more games. There's more play. possible games of chess than there are grains of sand on earth. So we know how many <laughs> grains of sand are on earth. We, we some dude just counts it. Let me see an estimate. I feel like it'd be like significantly higher. What chess games or sand? Chess games significantly higher. Grains uh, of sand on Earth? You mean like even yeah, I mean, the bottom of the ocean too? Like all that shit? Well, it is higher. It is higher. Uh, mathematically proved. It. <laughs> mathematically proved it. Okay, you can't go against math. Search it up. Search Great. it up. How many grains? Okay, hold up. Of sand on Earth. There is 7.5 sextillion sand grains. Yeah, 10 to the power of 120 is bigger than that. 10 to the power of 120. I, why, do you, why did you memorize that, man? No, sextillion is like what? Like a, a, a few above a trillion? A few above? Okay, how many possible chess games are there? 10 to the power of 120. There's way, way more than that. Bro, 10 to the power of like six is... What is it? That is a lot. 10 to the power of 111. 
and oh, 10 to the power of 123 positions, including, including illegal moves. And just, if you rule out illegal moves, that number drops to 10 to the power of 40. Oh, that's a big difference. 10 to the power of 40. What is that? Probably still a huge number. I think it's still bigger than Sextillion, though, to be honest. What is that called? Imagine multiplying 10 mm. by 10 40 times. 100,000, 10,000. Yeah, that's bigger than Sextillion. Exactly. Is that well, like duo distillion? How many illegal moves are there in the chess? I have no clue. But a lot. just look at that. The fact that there's more games of chess than there are grains of sand on Earth has to say something. Has to say something. There is definitely some crazy nuance and technicalities to chess, which is back to chess theory. That's what it is. It's just the idea of what's the best move and out of those 10 to the power of 40, I guess. So how good are you at chess? Oh, I suck. <laughs> I got Yeah, I'm only 1,200 rated. That's like half of what, that's more than half of what the highest rated person in the world is. Magnus Carlsen. Not bad. The 2000. It takes a long time to get like really experienced with chess. I feel like there's a lot of strategy that goes into it first, more than like just your logic can take you. Yeah, I feel like you have to learn a lot before you even like start playing well. That's true. Well, the only way to really get good is to like also like I try. We were trying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like it's better to learn strategies if you want to really start taking it seriously rather than just trying to like logic your way through every game. Because there's also like you know blitz games and everything that are like yeah. timed. That's true. I think like chess is like the the type of game if practicing doesn't really help. Like if you just keep playing over and over. It, no, yeah. You need to study and analyze. Yeah. Yeah. You know. To get way better. But practicing would help only when, like, you're in the beginning. Cause yeah. You don't even know how the pieces move. Then when you practice, you realize how they move. But after you pass the beginner level, like, you need to study it. For me, I, I'm not going to spend my studying chess. Like, to me, chess is not something I'm really willing to get into. Yeah. It's it's a big thing. Like, I just started and I'm like, literally, it was morning, your- night. Oh, let's not talk about my rank. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually pretty horrible. When, when what do you start with? You start with four hundred. Four hundred. Right now it's twelve hundred. No, you start with four hundred. I remember you start with twelve hundred. On chess.com? Yeah. Start with four hundred on everything. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. So four hundred. He went below that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's not okay. Let me tell you, my chess rank uh-huh. is part bad because I start games and like we both. I leave them. I don't have time. I don't, don't finish. Yeah, I have like they're like ten minute games. Like um, actual games are like ten minutes, and per person ends up being twenty minutes. Abandonments literally counts as a loss. Of oh yeah. Hell. But it's it's still addicting. I just like understanding. Like, I mean, I feel like I've I've been getting better, but it's it's and gets in your head. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it gets in your head for sure. Speaking of work, um, I used to work at Target. I, just, I don't know, just a random thought. And you don't work at Target anymore? No, don't work at Target anymore. No. Uh, quick shout out to my my business, Square <laughs> House, Lakeshore Mall, uh, something Pearl Nicks Partway. Uh, it's in Gainesville, Georgia. If you ever need a suit, I can hook you up with a great suit. Ooh. All right? Okay. Tom's coming up. I might you got, If any of you guys need <laughs> a suit, I got you. Okay. Cream's all a lot over. of experiences there. It's 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 crazy. Well, what are you working on? I work at Echelon. I work at my golf course. It's probably one of the best jobs I can have being a golfer. 
Like, let me tell you, yeah. 80 bucks to play a round of golf, you work one shift a week, and you can play for free. So it's just like, you save a lot. I'm, yeah, I'm literally just making my money back by playing one round of golf a week. And it's what you like. Yeah, it's what I like. It's how you got my Wait, so where? It's it's in my neighborhood. It's in Alpharetta. Oh. You, you live in Alpharetta. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? Bit of a drive. Yeah, we were, we moved recently, and it's just like, I just want to finish my senior year off. Especially now, it's just like, yeah. when you're getting close to like knowing where you're going. Senior riders is crazy. Senior riders. Senior riders. My senior riders are bad. I think you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great thing to work at a place that you have a passion for. Mm-hmm. Like, just dream jobs in general. Um, I play guitar. Like, imagine in the future, like, I can just play guitar and make money off of it. Make money to make a living off of it. That's ooh, amazing. I feel like it's your dream job. Really good. Dream job. What was your passion in general? Passion. I I like a lot of things, but like something that I really want to get into is finance. Finance. So like, yeah. So I'm. Um, what if you made enough money to make a living off of a podcast? That'd be crazy. Yeah, that's how. So you would go for that? I would go for that, hundred percent. So that's your dream. So like, this is kind of just like a side thing. Yeah. You know what I mean. Because I know this could easily go to shit. So, like, <laughs> I could have a, nothing to lose. Like, back to the wall. No, a backup. You know what I mean? Yeah. If this actually blows up and earns me a ton of money, well, then I'll just, go for it. I'll yeah. just do it. Blowing up for Big Mike. Like, I, I would love to just <laughs> make money doing whatever I want. You heard it. Big Mike wants his dream job is to become a professional oh, yeah. podcaster. So, you better like. Do everything, bro. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you guys, yeah. what would you do as a second job if you made this like the same amount of money you would as like being a doctor or something that you would like go into just because of the money, you know? Like a side hustle? Yeah. Like, what would be like your passion to do? Like, you'd play guitar, and I guess you would do podcasting now, right? And you'd bro. play golf. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would play golf. But I also like music too. I play double. Yeah, you you actually do play. I do play double up, bro. I couple jokes on. I I, I always get made fun of for playing for second. No, that goes hard. It's a traditional Indian instrument, and I mean, like all like the metronomes and everything, or like it's a lira. It's all you can integrate it with a lot of American music, and I like to do that. So I know, kind of my hobby. It's fun to play. It's so fun. Like I just put on a song in my living room, and I just try to integrate the double with it. That's just good. Yeah, instruments. That's what I love about you. Like a theory. Oh, then you get into music theory. There's a theory for everything. Yeah, there really is. You ever heard of lesbian dance theory? Oh my god. What? Zamba theory? <laughs> yeah. That needs to go with the grip. Yeah. That needs to go with So enlightened. Please, yeah, no, I really want to know what. Oh, it is. you don't even know what it is. I've just heard of it. Let me see. <laughs> it's been on the back of his mind the whole time. Oh my god, it is real. Please look, my own. Why we all need more lesbian dance theory? This is Oxford University Press. The Guardian. Lauren Bobert says you can study lesbian. Da- it's a real thing. Okay. Okay. Anti-liberal meme. Okay, let's go to Oxford. I would assume a lesbian lesbian dance theory is a liberal hand. So. Last m- month, a member of Congress joined Fox News to claim President Joe Biden is robbing hardworking Americans to pay for Karen's daughter's degree in lesbian dance theory. In response to the announcement that the president has provided $20,000 in debt relief for Pell. Okay, but what is it? This is just news about it. What is it? Like, what do you do? Yeah. What is it? Theory of what? 
over a century ago in a Parisian, oh, it's French, of course. It's French. French dance. Parisian suburb, a young American woman and her friends dare to imagine a lesbian dance art, a uniquely queer choreography of their love's relationship fantasies of queer pasts and dreams for a queer future. This woman, Natalie Clifford Barney, used her verve, artistic sensibilities, connections, and inherited wealth to host private spaces for lesbian women to come together, <laughs> discuss art and life, and perform poetry. Why would you pay $100,000 to do this shit? <laughs> Why would you go to college to study this? I'm sorry, but like, no. Is it specific to lesbians? Can I do the lesbian dance? Hey, you could try. I'm just asking how to identify. Because if it is, I mean, have to identify as lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because if it isn't, then I yeah. feel like they you couldn't have into that. You have to first like declare yourself a woman, then say you like women. So you're just French dancing. You're just dancing. A woman who is the talks about art and life and dances. Is a lesbian dance theory talking about dance and being a lesbian? Yes, that's a great question. That's what, I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Hey Siri, their choreography. Is Siri working? Okay, ask a question. Is the lesbian dance theory talking about French dance and being lesbian? <laughs> I found this on the web. Thank you. Okay, it's it's the same results. Okay, you you can study lesbian dance theory. Where, what is this? Right wingers like the color corners from the chuck the iron. It probably is. It, it probably. But yeah, there is a theory for everything. <laughs> that was just about the balls for me. I'm pretty sure there's a. Yeah, I think like that was so. That was worth it. You said there's a theory for everything. That's what there could is, But like, why is that the first thing that comes to your mind? Because that I think that is like that's pretty this, random. This is like. Is this real though? I wonder. It is real. I mean, because there's a theory for everything. I saw this video. There was a. The theory of everything. The theory. Oh, that's Stephen Hawking, right? Yeah. Yeah, and like he was trying to come up with the theory of everything. I don't know what it is. And apparently, I think scientists are still trying to figure it out. Or I think they're an actual answer. He, he studied like black holes or whatever. He did. Mustard. What is the theory of everything? That. The unification of the. Okay. Relativity describes the large-scale or cosmological structure of the universe, and quantum theory describes the microscopic or subatomic structures. The unification of these theories would explain both the very big and the very small. Seems that's a theory of everything, I guess. Yeah. The unification. So does it have everything big and everything small? So coherent theoretical framework of physics that fully explains and links together all aspects of the universe. So basically, what Where's the theory? That that's it's not like, a theory though. Yeah, but like the theory itself is we're trying to find how does the subatomic world, like the quantum world, tie into the massive world and how that all intertwines. 